Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of the For the Win podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us. Joining me this week is Michelle Martinelli. Michelle sits right across from me at work, so we're both exposed to each other quite a bit. Michelle, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Is this because Ted is in Houston? No, it's because Ted has been taking a bit of a hiatus because he's got a baby and he's on the road for you know, for MLB postseason. So it's not like you're like third tier guest. (laughs) So don't. that's good to know. Don't think about it that way. (laughs) So on Tuesday's episode, Nina and I kind of threw, threw, threw the whole format out the window because it had just been such a tragic, awful couple of days in America. Uh, And we just talked about what we liked about fall. So I will say that this week has not been without controversy but uh, let's talk about Cam Cam Newton before we kind of get into to everything else. Uh, yeah, I feel like that is something that is a particular situation that if you looked at it from a broader context, it's really something that not just female journalists can identify with, but any women that work in a male dominated field can identify with. Yeah, it was really surprising to me. Um, And I wrote about this, but but everything about that instance was surprising to me. Right. His demeanor, his body language, the way he kind of smirked while he was looking his body language. And that, you know, the words are obviously easy to use a quote when you're writing about this is what Cam Newton said. But his body language, I think, is really important Mm -hmm. because it's the way you react when you react to someone you view as less than. Mm -hmm. And that's what what was so troubling about it, because we, you know, I do think in the media, we do tend to like not so much make quick judgments, but people do tend to get raked over the coals for for mistakes. Right. And this is definitely a mistake. But I think it's more than it, it's more than just like, oh, he he slipped up, right? It was just a very telling instance of beliefs that I wonder if he's had just for a long time. Right. And I feel like, I think we might have talked about this at some point, that um, it, it seemed like, you know, maybe he just genuinely was caught off guard mm-hmm. by everything in general, but as a professional, when part of your job includes talking to diverse groups of media members on a regular basis you know most people do know how to how to carry themselves and what you're supposed to say and what you're not supposed to say at least you know in front of a camera in front of tape recorders and stuff like that yeah and it's not you know she the reporter had been with the observer for a year this is not her first like day on the job as a part of uh, as a part of their team so all all of that was a little bit you know surprising and unsettling and as women very disappointing. Um, I will say that that's one of my big insecurities as a woman in the field is that you sometimes think that like, even if athletes are very respectful and answer your questions to your face, one of my big insecurities has always been, you know, that that they're like, oh, they just think I shouldn't be here. So to Mm -hmm. have Cam actually say that out loud or kind of project that out loud was very unsettling. Yeah. And I think you get a little bit of, you know, I think other women would probably feel the same way um, sometimes in, in a locker room type mm-hmm. situation as well that, you know, I they feel you can sense that they feel that, oh, she's a woman. What mm-hmm. is she doing here? Yeah. And I'm relatively new to this. Right. This is I've only been in sports for about four years, which I've talked about on the podcast before. And 
I get out into the field often, but I'm not a beat reporter, right? So I'm not in there Mm -hmm. constantly. So when you are kind of jumping into locker rooms or talking to people on a national level, you know, local reporters see these athletes every day and can build up a familiarity. But for us, a lot of the times we're kind of hit and run. Like we go where the story is and then we have to write it up. Um, So I do feel a little awkward sometimes. And just being a woman adds to that. You know, and I, and I have to say, you know, I won't name any names or anything, obviously, but I did experience a little bit of this in college from fellow reporters. Mm-hmm. Um, I My college newspaper at Michigan State, it was basically a full-time job that you did in addition to being a full-time student. And so you experienced the same things that all these beat reporters did. You went to the same media availabilities at the same frequency that they did. And every once in a while, someone would make a snarky comment about uh I the one that sticks out in my mind is someone uh once said to me oh I bet your dad and your boyfriend love that you're here whoa yeah um that's not cool right and it it was it was very uncomfortable and we're all sitting at this table um eating whatever they were feeding us that day Mm -hmm. and uh everyone at the table just kind of got silent because they didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. And so you just sort of awkwardly laugh it off because it's yeah. not like you could react the way you might want to react and never have to see this person again. Yeah. You will have to see this person again for the rest of the season and the rest of your time covering that team. I was one of my – it's a thing that I didn't even really realize that had happened. It just was like happened so quickly was when I was covering my first NHL All-Star game – And I'd gone to the press box and my seat was right next to Kevin Allens, who is our amazing NHL columnist. Um, And the man sitting next to me on my left was older gentleman from Canadian media. And he obviously knew Kevin. So he like leaned over and he talked to Kevin, introduced himself. And then he looked at me and he goes, oh, what are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) As if you're not sitting in a media seat with probably your name written yeah like my name and credentials and everything and I and I think that for him it was just I was just so out of context like being a brown woman in an NHL press box he was like oh what are you doing here and he was just like genuinely curious (laughs) I was like uh I'm here to cover the game just like you right I mean yeah well I mean I guess it happens but what did you think about Cam's apology um I it surprised me that and this is not my original thoughts. I saw this on Twitter um, that someone pointed out that it was interesting that he didn't apologize until after he lost a sponsor. Mm. And not even that. I mean, you could take that out of the equation and then say, why did it take you so long to apologize when your team and the NFL were on top of it? pretty much immediately after you started trending online it's you know it's funny because uh, this whole situation is is kind of complicated right because uh, he the woman who uh jordana what's her name yes rodrigue okay uh So she posted about the interaction. She had gone up to him afterward and tried to talk about what he said. And he had initially just dismissed her and said that, you know, she he didn't think it was a very good question. Um, And the Panthers had had been like, oh, he's he's apologized like they've worked it out. So they Mm kind of tried to dismiss it right away, kind of make sure that uh, it wouldn't blow up into this big thing that it did blow up into. Um, Welcome to the digital age. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, what did they think was going to happen? Uh, so 
so that part is a little frustrating because he didn't immediately realize like, oh, man, I just I said the wrong thing. Right. He kind of had to be told like, hey, this is why what you did was wrong, which I find even more incredible. Right. It's like he yeah. didn't realize he what didn't he realize. did was wrong until he lost a sponsor. Yeah. A- and that just sort of sticks <clears throat> with me that it's like, you know, a lot of times, like if you say something <laughs> you know immediately Mm -hmm. you're like oh my gosh that shouldn't have come out of my mouth yes like you know instantly and so the fact that I think he took like 28 hours or something like that to to issue an apology it's just kind of like it is yeah and I will say that uh, one of the things is um that athletes do get god how can I phrase this right one of the things is that when athletes they get very defensive about stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, we've seen instances in the NHL where people will use uh, homophobic language on the yeah. ice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the guidelines from You Can Play have kind of been like, look, we shouldn't really punish people for saying this stuff. It's it's mostly just because they don't know, right? So it should be used as like a learning experience and a teaching ex- experience. Uh, um And what I found is that with most NHL players, when you kind of explain to them, like, hey, this is why you should not do this, they've really internalized it and been like, okay, and then moved forward, right? So really, it really is all about how you handle uh, that correction, Mm -hmm. like how you handle, uh, okay, I did something wrong, this is why it's wrong, and then move forward that way. Um, And I'm just, and with Cam's apology, part of it is like, okay, does he really understand what, why, what he did is wrong? Or is he just moving on? He just wants to move on from it. You know, I, I listened to him and it seemed very heartfelt. He did come off just kind of confused still, you know, which is frustrating. Yeah. He he was just like, I'm sorry that I lost a sponsor. Guys never do this again because. Right. Like don't do this because you'll lose sponsors too. Not don't do this because it's 2017 women write about sports. If you haven't figured this out yet, yeah. what are you what are you doing? Yeah, I'm in. I think maybe he does understand that on a certain level, uh, but I wonder if he's really internalized it. Like mm. that that is the big thing for me is change doesn't happen that quickly, right? You can't right. you can't just flip a switch. Um, but we talk about problematic athletes all the time, right? Like guys who have said stuff and done stuff, mm. uh, and it's not enough to like push you off their side forever. Like I don't think anybody should be out there like burning cam newton jerseys no 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 no. it's more about like man i said something and i shouldn't have and then being able to do the hard work Mm -hmm. to to be able to like correct and be like okay well why was this wrong and why did people freak out and like oh man i really upset a lot of people so this is why i shouldn't do it again and i totally agree i think his apology was very heartfelt and and it's it did seem genuine but i think really the the important thing to then take away from this is do you learn from your mistakes yeah like, do you, do you realize why this is wrong and yeah. you realize why people are upset and you recognize that you shouldn't have said it and you don't say yeah. or do things like that anymore? And, you know, and the same thing goes uh, for the reporter, right? It came out that she had sent out some mm-hmm. not so great tweets. She sent out some pretty racist stuff. Yeah. And the thing is that that doesn't excuse what Cam did, right? Right, like both things can be true. Both like things can absolutely can, can be, be true. Yeah. Offensive and wrong, and his body language and comments can be offensive and wrong. Exactly. It like, isn't. It isn't like we're painting one person as a victim and the other person as like an aggressor or anything like that. It's. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's very complicated because, like, yes, the stuff she said, and it's in the same goes for her. Like, my God, I hope she realized like what she did was mm-hmm. wrong and can take away from it and realize that she also needs to change that part of her behavior. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's all you can ask for anyone that makes any kind of mistake, really, mm-hmm. is that do you recognize why it was a mistake? Do you recognize the consequences that it had? And do you learn from it? Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't think anybody should be out there burning Cam Newton jerseys, but it was it, it's you know, I think for a lot of women, it brought us back to probably some of the worst moments in our careers. Yeah, right, because the comment all... that was said to me about my dad and my yeah. boyfriend, that is the first thing that popped in my head as soon as I saw this. Like, oh, I know exactly how she feels. Yep, you're like, well, been there. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is not great. Support for the For the Win podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com FTW. That's rocketmortgage.com FTW. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org number 3030. All right, moving on from Cam Newton to to other sports things, bigger and better. Uh, It's the start of the NHL season. You must be very excited about I'm, this. I'm also. <laughs> I'm super excited. You're a Red Wings fan. You're excited. I am excited. Um, I They won, <laughs> which is a great thing given how last year ended. Um, but they did open the new arena, the Little Caesars Arena. Yes. Uh, which is... Which is very tough to say. I look forward to the nickname. I feel like they're going to just shorten it to Caesars Arena. Okay, that's not terrible. I was actually, the old arena was called Joe Louis Arena. Yeah. I was going to encourage people to like still call it the Joe because I, love I the would Joe. naturally still call it the Joe. I love I the Joe. I know I'm wrong. No, I, I think that it's an honor to just have it be called the Joe. Mm-hmm. It can, you know, all the marketing materials and the branding can say Little Caesars Arena, but I would still call it the Joe. Which is really funny because that people had such an attachment to the Joe, like myself included, mm-hmm. because that place was not great. It constantly smelled like feet, and it just, compared to other sports venues nowadays that are built within the last 10 years or so, it's completely out of date. Yeah. But we all loved it including the weird stench that was just kind of always there. It's it's weird. It's that sentimentality. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm willing. To, it's a dump, but I'm willing to put up with it. Yeah, absolutely. I joke that I, I was raised in Section 217C. Like, <laughs> it's just I remember how to get to those seats, whether or not you give me a map. So that's awesome. I don't know. Uh, yes. Other teams. <laughs> but other teams. Um, well, I think we had a pretty great couple of opening days. Connor McDavid put on a show. He had a hat trick for Edmonton, which was fantastic. And I think in that game, Wayne Simmons also had a hat trick. It was a lot of hat tricks. Yeah, a lot of hat to tricks. To kick off the season. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Saad returning back to Chicago last night. It's Friday, so they played Thursday night. Had a hat trick. Alex Ovechkin had a, a hat, hat trick. trick. Yeah. That so, was incredible, actually. I mean, yeah. we get that game because geographically that's yeah. where we are. He had a hat trick in the third period. Yeah, it was. That was kind of shocking. And, and, 
that kind of really, I think it's such a great thing for the NHL just to have high scoring games at the beginning because it gets people really pumped up for the season. Um, in April, you know, nobody will remember these high scoring games because basically it's the first game of the season. Right. It doesn't really mean anything, but it has been really, really fun to watch. Um, I will say, I talked to Nina about this on Tuesday, but, uh, I'm very excited for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mm. think that that's going to be a great team to watch. That is. They're they're young and fast and yes. I don't know. They're, yeah. they're going to be a challenge. Yeah, they're they're young and fast. They have a lot of speed and some of the older players like older in right. quotation marks, <laughs> uh, guys like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves now have have commented that the league is getting younger and faster and it's it's difficult for those guys to keep up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Blackhawks last night, I would say the best game last night was, I mean, it was a route, but it was the 10-1 demolishing of the Penguins who are the defending Stanley Cup champs. Right. Like, um, that's not how the script was supposed to go. No. In any way. No. I would say they've got to, I mean, again, no one will remember this game in October um, or in April unless uh, it ends up being like a Blackhawks-Penguins final or something like that. But it was... Inter- I don't know. I feel like people remember 10-to-1 losses in hockey. That, uh, that's, a, that's a hockey... Not a hockey score. I It's not a hockey score, but it is, it's their second game of the season. Yeah, and, true. you know, cup hangover is real. They're yeah. they're still trying to figure it out, I guess. Um, but the Blackhawks are... They must be really happy because they've got Patrick Sharp back. They got Brandon Saad back. And they really needed those guys, um, those two key pieces, apparently, to, to get the Blackhawks rolling again. So... It should be fun. Any chance you want to make a Stanley Cup final matchup prediction during the first week of the season? You know, we talked about it last week, and I picked the Penguins to win again just because they're— Three years in a row? They're so dominant in the East. They Mm -hmm. haven't done—I mean, there hasn't been a lot of turnover on their roster. Uh, The Capitals are, I will say, officially rebuilding phase as far as I'm concerned. They lost a lot of key pieces last season, so I don't think they're going to be— a threat again I mean I would say last season there was there was a chance you know what I mean there was last at season least, was a pretty good team yeah there last are some season pieces there that are not there anymore exactly last season you felt like the Capitals had a chance to beat the Pens like yeah you know there was realistic chances this season I don't feel that way mm. um but again who knows you could get a couple of goalies right. that that get injured and then it's and then all bets are off uh my prediction it's probably not realistic, but I really want to. I want to see the Blackhawks versus Penguins. I think yeah. that would be so fun. That yeah. would be fun. Where? How? How do you think? Um, you know, as a new team, expansion team, how do you think the Vegas Golden Knights will fare at this? Uh, I think they'll probably be in the bottom of their division. <laughs> no, I probably. Yeah, I mean that's there. They've got off. like a million defensemen that are all very young. Very few veteran players. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's gonna take some getting used to to mm-hmm. see Flurry not with the penguins yeah he did some damage to my red wings back in the day <laughs> and that's just ingrained in my mind so that's gonna take some getting used to yeah that'll it'll be fun to watch though i'm pretty excited for the season uh get back to me in a couple of months though when like mid-season <laughs> fatigue is set in <laughs> uh next up what is your mlb postseason prediction um, well, prediction makes it seem like I've evaluated all the teams in That's the postseason true. and have, you know, like Ted's acumen yeah. on it. And I don't. <laughs> um, I I would really like mm-hmm. to my personal selfish bias. Um, I would really like to see the Nationals um not just get out of the division series, but 
actually maybe go somewhere in the playoffs because DC sports teams don't do that. Mm -hmm. And it's as a sports fan and DC is my sort of adopted sports, you know, network. Yeah. um, It's really upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) It's really upsetting to see the Wizards have a really good season and the Cavs have a really good season and the football team not do like terribly. Yeah. But they will all disappoint you all the time, always. Well, the DC sports curse is very real. I it's, don't care for it. <laughs> I know. And for anybody who's thinking about moving to the city, don't don't, don't have a lot of hopes for <laughs> our sports teams. Uh, uh, yeah, I think. Um, but I have some hopes for the Nats. I do. They're good when they're healthy. Yeah. Um, Harper is coming back from an injury. Mm-hmm. And then I think he was sick either last week or two weeks ago and didn't play. And so they said it wasn't injury related. But who knows? Um, I and, want the Cubs to win. Okay. <laughs> The Cubs are playing the Nats. You can't have this. No, you got to choose the Penguins to return to the Stanley Cup Finals. So I get to choose that the Nats uh, knock out the defending World Series champions. That is what I want. Okay. I mean, I'll go ahead and and let you have your sports wish. And I will say that, unfortunately, my sports wish cancels out yours. (laughs) Look, they're like, they do this once every century. So that's true. Come on. They, they had their, they're still riding on cloud nine. That's true. Last year, as far as I'm concerned, I I would be if I was in their position. I know. I wonder if two in a row would, wouldn't even like matter to them because the first one meant everything. Exactly. The first one like was a hundred and some years. Like it meant everything. Yeah. 108 years is a really long time. Like you want to talk about sports curse. That's true. I mean, DC, like nicely on its way to not having a championship for a few decades yeah. but um you know centuries it's a really long time it's a really long time um all right michelle thanks for hanging out thanks for talking sports totally thanks for having me all right thank you guys for listening and if you have any questions comments please at us at for the win and remember to rate and review us on itunes i'm at hem javeri and michelle's twitter handle is uh, M. Martinelli 4. All right. There are three others in front of me somehow. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs>